With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. And somebody check on the NHL, the NBA, and college hoops because they're on life support. That football freight train that continues to dominate the news cycle, the NFL, of course, college football. As we welcome you in, we're just 48 hours out from wildcard weekend, but the drama that surrounds the sport continues to dominate. An end of an era in the NFL, or eras, plural. Carroll out, 72. Belichick out, 71. We'll get to him. It looks like Bill Belichick has a destined spot. It might already be signed and delivered. I'll tell you where it is coming up next. And then college football-wise, 72-year-old Nick Saban, while we were doing sharp money yesterday, he decided to call it quits. And the generational chasm has never been more apparent and on full display. While we'll give you the sound coming up in just a little bit here on sharp money, Bill Belichick check was droning on about his time and genuflecting about the Patriots. Dan Lanning was dropping hype videos at Oregon announcing he's sticking around with the university. So like you have this generational gap that's going on right now. And Greg Popovich, the next move is yours at 74. And again, I'm not an ageist, no matter what people think, but there is certainly a gap here where social media was dominated today by Lane Kiffin, Dan Lanning, and those like literally Lanning dropped the hype video saying he's not going anywhere. Cause Alabama obviously was part of the conversation there. And, then you had on the other side, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick and Nick Saban comporting themselves very differently. And it's, there's nothing wrong with either side. I just, the optics were interesting today as it's not just a new era, but we turned the chapter and we turned the pages on some of the stalwarts, frankly, that have been in our lives forever as we welcome in a couple of guys that we're just so blessed to have in our lives. Of course, live from downtown Las Vegas, Amal Shaw and Dustin Sweetelson at the D. Uh, we've had an opportunity, and we've got, break. we've got a ton of news to get to, Amal Shaw, but we've had an opportunity to kind of let it all marinate and sink in what's been happening over the last 24 hours. What are your thoughts? 
You know, the Alabama one comes obviously as a surprise. Nick Saban was still doing extremely well. This is a team that hasn't lost three games since 2010. They've been right there on the cusp of another national title uh, this year. Came up short in overtime. Uh, so it, came, it caught me a little bit by surprise. But then again, it's 72 years old. And I, Patrick, I really believe that what transpired in college football with NIL and the transfer transfer portal and the challenges that are faced in coaching now is going to cause some people maybe potentially to walk away sooner than they may have in the past or maybe look towards the NFL and I think that's why you've seen Nick Saban decide to step away. Yeah, the football freight train, Saban and college football, Dustin Sweetles, the big guy who's been working his butt off. We had a great town hall meeting with DraftKings and VEASAN today, and the whole entire time, the big guy was freaking out because he needed to get to the D to cut up Bill Belichick's sound. Now, the issue with cutting up Bill Belichick's sound is you also have to drink some caffeine. Y'all feel me, big guy. Well, Bill Belichick tried to be a human being for about, I think it was a five-minute press conference. We got about... I haven't seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. Well, there goes... The, the delivery we don't need to was, play. Not it was not exactly Dave Chappelle. <laughs> we don't need to play the first clip because uh, that was the first clip because that was the best moment of the press conference because, to be honest, I listened to the five-minute press conference twice to try to find something that stood out to me, but I do think we need to hear from him at some point uh, to start this show. This, for me, guys, is weird. I'm a little bit younger than both of you. I'm 38. We'll be 39 uh, in about a month and a half here. And, no, this is one of those things where it's like I've just known Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban in my football life for so long. And now we're going to have a season in 2024 without all three of them. Not that I really think about Pete Carroll. I really should have even mentioned him in the same sentence as the other two. Do you think but, they think of you? Because you're making it about you. Do you think they thought what you would feel like when they retired? But this is the first moment. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. They factored in. Dustin's not 40 yet. Maybe we'll push till he's 40. But then they thought there's no guarantee based on the way he eats that he's going to actually get to 40. My point is. I don't really have a point. My point is. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's why I was trying to help out. But go ahead. Keep plowing through. My point is, it's just, I've, I've known this my entire life. These guys have been there since I was a child, knowing that right. I was going to watch them on Saturdays and Sundays. And, like, it's all over. It's just done. It, no, and I'm just having fun with you. You're right. It is weird. It really is. Because it all came as, like, this confluence. The three of the biggest names over the past 25 years are just, they're gone. Now, I will say this, and we're going to get to Wild Card Weekend. We've got a bunch of guests. Uh, I, give the hard, I give the big guy trouble, but he's been booking his butt off and working his ass off today, so we give him credit there. I will say this. Cleveland's dropped from two and a half at DraftKings down to two. That is going to be the first game of the weekend, and that's blanketed. So it looks like some Houston money coming in right now. Just quickly run this, and then we'll get back to the drama. Miami, Kansas City, that is also dropped down. We got the five yesterday. We're back down to four and a half at DraftKings with Kansas City favored. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I think this would shock most people, boys. This has dropped down to nine and a half at DraftKings. I don't see it. I don't understand how you can back the Steelers without not only their best player, but the arguably the best defensive player, along with Miles Garrett and all of football. Green Bay at Dallas, that is also dropped. Look. Some of these dogs are getting some love. There's a big distinction in the market between seven and seven and a half. And now we're looking at seven. The Cowboys were seven and a half yesterday. So if you like the Packers, yesterday was the time to bet it. If you like the Cowboys, you come back on that second key number in NFL betting. The Rams at Detroit, oh, that is also dropped down to three. Detroit, that is the key number. Probability-wise, that's where the number is going to land the most 
in these football games, of course, and the Lions are sitting three. It was three and a half. Philly at Tampa Bay. You also saw some three and a halves, and it's now Philly laying three at the Buccaneers on Monday night. Just quickly, boys, we won't get into the breakdowns of the matchups because we have plenty of time for that over the next three hours here on Sharp Money. Are we surprised that essentially every single game the dogs are getting bet overnight here into Sharp Money, Amal? You know, for me, outside of the Miami game, I'm not really that surprised on the rest of the games. Houston's at home. They've got Stroud back in this matchup. Buffalo, it's a big number in the postseason. Weather could be a factor having to cover double digits in that particular spot. I might be the minority here. We've talked about how well Dallas has played at home, but the way Jordan Love is playing, I don't think you can count out this Green Bay team. Uh, Jones at the tailback position could present some challenges for that Dallas defense. I think the Rams are probably the one team that if you're looking at a money line bet of any of the underdogs this weekend, will probably be one a lot of people are on. And then the Philly-Tampa one, you look at Philadelphia over the last six games. They've lost five out of six. They've struggled. They haven't done anything that makes you confident in them going on the road despite the fact they're playing Tampa. Dustin, I will say, I will disagree and say I'm shocked. Like, uh, I am shocked Dallas didn't get bet up to eight. I am shocked the Buffalo didn't get bet up to 11. Like, the idea that anybody's backing Pittsburgh, who's just, it feels like they're happy to be there with Mason Rudolph, and Dallas, who's been dominant at home, Green Bay getting love. I will say I'm a little surprised by this. I bet Pittsburgh on Tuesday when it got up to 10. I love Pittsburgh. I I love them so much that if I were to stand up, we would have to transition this program to Cinemax at 2 a.m. That's how offensive hey. I love Pittsburgh. I, I've been watching them closely since Mason Rudolph took over. And I know the weather is going to impact throwing the football, which I actually think plays right into what they want to do, right into their strengths. Actually could help mitigate the loss of T.J. Watt to a degree on that pass rush because if the weather is so bad, not sure teams are going to be able to uh, – Buffalo's be able to drop back and just chuck the ball. So – from my perspective, I think the weather, the situation, and the number is just too big for a playoff game. With Mike Tomlin as a dog, things have been going way too well for Buffalo, and we know how things go in the NFL. The second you start succeeding doing things, they've done that since they made the change at offensive coordinator. Now Pittsburgh's going to dissect it and pick it apart. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win the game, but I love them catching 10. Okay, boys, so here's what we're going to do. Obviously, we just set up the matchups for Wild Card Weekend. We've got plenty to do on those games, including some more nuggets when it comes to Miami and cold weather. When we return, I want to get to, it looks like Bill Belichick has a job. It's not in New England, but signed, sealed, and delivered in the new destination. When we come back, I'll tell you where it is. But right now, 25% the NFL franchises need a head coach. Eight job openings. Pete Carroll, Seattle. Bill Belichick, of course, New England. Mike Vrabel, R.I.P. Dustin, uh, Tennessee. And there's rumors as to why Vrabel lost his job in Tennessee, and I freaking love it. Ron Rivera, the commanders. Ron Rivera was surprised he was there. Arthur Smith, the Falcons. Brandon Staley, of course, the Chargers. Josh McDaniel. Seems, he seems fun. The Raiders and Frank Reich. Sorry, Dustin. The Carolina Panthers. Those are the jobs that are open. A little snicker from the big guy. He finally got over Frank Reich losing his job, a.k.a. Billy Walsh. Um, we're going to rank the jobs as well. So the darling of the ball right now, if you want to put it that way, is Ben Johnson, right? I think we all agree Ben Johnson is going to have his pick. He can have whatever he wants. Outside of Harbaugh, there isn't a name that carries the cachet as the offensive coordinator there with the Lions right now. So in the first hour before we start diving into the guests, let's rank them. 
Like if you were a head coach and the two of you believe you're smart enough to be a head coach, this should be a fun practice for the two of you. I know I'm a donk. Okay. I know D O N K over here, but Amal, Dustin, that's another level. And you can check out uh, the VEASAN bets over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. They've been killing it lately, so I can't argue with them. But when we come back, we're going to rank the jobs and let you know where Bill Belichick is off to. I will say this about Bill Belichick and the organization that could be adding him as the head coach. Be careful. Be really careful. Because that is a big-time persona and a big-time aura coming to your city, coming to your organization. Bill Belichick is going to dwarf the players. He's going to dwarf the general manager. He's going to dwarf the owner, and he's going to dwarf the organization. He's just bringing this energy that may not be what you're expecting, and he's bringing a vibe that is a guy that's won six rings, and now he's coming to you. All right? All I'm saying, this organization that looks like they're adding Bill Belichick, and we're going to talk about it next, be careful. Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. On behalf of DraftKings, I'd like to officially welcome Vermont as the 37th state to legalize sports betting. I don't know what the rest of them are waiting for, but get involved. And when you do, sign up for DraftKings. Bet 5 bucks, Get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you use the promo code VEGAS. It's that simple. New customers, 200 bucks, And every day, every customer at DraftKings, a no-sweat, same-game parlay, DraftKings. 
The crown is yours. We welcome you back. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. And if you're interested in Buffalo Bill news, the best podcast available is the Cover One Buffalo podcast, and it's hosted by Greg Thompson. So he joins us now. Greg, thank you. At Greg Thompson on Twitter. Make sure you check it out. And this is – I'll just lay it out to you this way. Maybe you'd be surprised. So at DraftKings, Buffalo opened on Sunday a nine-point favorite. Immediately goes up to ten and a half. So ten's a key number in sports betting. Yesterday it was sitting ten everywhere. We've come now down at DraftKings to nine and a half. The Bills are a nine and a half point favorite. Does that surprise you that the Steelers getting a little love, Greg? So one, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. I, I don't think thank it's you. crazy. The only wrinkle that I think has come to light uh, in the the recent times here is now the weather. And anytime there's the potential of, you know, a weather event in Buffalo means a significant event. Um, I don't think it's as high a likelihood as what people are throwing around. But anytime you get the potential where I'm assuming we're seeing seeing movement on the over under as well. And that if you bring that total down anything significantly, all of a sudden double digit favorites become much harder to cover because there's just not as many points for everybody. Uh, And if that's coming down overall, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't think there's anything specifically Pittsburgh driven. Maybe they think some of the recent uptick in their run game uh, production and and the rejuvenation from Najee Harris, maybe they think that'll translate better in the bad weather, but whether we get that weather or not, I still you know, I, it's like growing up in Florida and predicting when it's going to rain. When it's going to snow in Buffalo, I'll I'll tell you on Sunday morning. And if could I just yeah. sorry, I'll just follow sure. up quickly on that. Your best guess right now, Greg, at the weather come Sunday. Um. So the the challenge we have is, I'm confident there's going to be snow. We are going to have snow during the day. I think it's going to be a normal snowy day where it's snowing a little bit all throughout the day. It'll be a nice aesthetic. You'll see it on the field but not terribly impactful to the play. The challenge is uh, Lake Erie is very, very warm right now. So if they do get one of those actual lake effect snow events, it could get really bad. So there are some models that are projecting that could happen. Um, Those are historically impossible to predict the timing and the, uh, you know, aggressiveness of how well they're, how much they're going to bring. Um, but there are some models that are projecting, hey, that could happen if it does. Uh, if everybody remembers back to the Colts-Bills uh, game with LaShawn McCoy broke away and you couldn't even see the field and he's like yeah. like a little kid running through the snow, that's the kind of event that could happen if that were to line up. I don't even, I can't even begin to guess if that's a 20% chance of likelihood, 25%. That's what my gut would say, um, but it is possible. I can't be naive and say that, no, it couldn't happen. Because I, I lived there most of my life. Of course it can happen. Greg, when you look at this Buffalo team offensively, they're playing better. They won five games in a row. How much of an impact from your perspective has the change between uh, taking over with Joe Brady and previously with uh, Ken Dorsey had an impact on this team and just as the offense, obviously? So, the hard part is the numbers will tell you not much. The numbers will tell heck, that there's a plenty of advanced metrics that will say it's taken a slight step back since Joe Brady took over. I, I think what it would actually show is that the the sequencing and the timing and the setup of 
what Joe Brady is doing is working. It's clicking with this offense. The balance is better. The threat of the run game allows for better uh, chunk plays. I think this last game against Miami is a really good example. It looks like 21 points, and one of those is from special teams. So, oh, that wasn't that good. Well, they put up 473 yards of offense and 26 first downs with a 96-yard punt return for a touchdown that would have been another you know, possible scoring drive. They only punted once the entire game. The turnovers are killer. You, you can't turn the ball over that many times, especially down in the end zone. So um, I think that it's been a slight positive. I, I do think it's fair that maybe some of that was Ken Dorsey being a scapegoat for some things, but I also don't think he was setting things up well. I don't think he was sequencing it in a way that was giving balance to the offense or making anyone pay attention to anything outside of the pass. And I think we've seen improvement there, um, but most of it has been recovery on the defense. It's actually improved the overall. We'll get to your prediction and we'll get to kind of the handicap. But let me ask you this, Greg, at five and five, how close was McDermott to losing this team and losing this season with all the expectations? Perilously close. Uh, and I'll use myself as an example. I am an unabashed Sean McDermott uh, supporter, advocate, and outright apologist. And I had turned the corner. I had gotten to where it was it was not calling for his job. It was not, um, you know, saying that, Hey, we have to move on. But I had gotten to the point where it was okay. If we need to make a change, we need to make a change. And that if the going forward, you need the offensive minded play caller to have sustainability with Josh Allen, then I'll support it. And I'll, I'll appreciate everything Sean McDermott did to turn this franchise around. But if we have to move on, we have to move on. Uh, and that was, I was as far on the other side of the spectrum as you could get. So now getting to that point, I think showed that we really had gotten our heads around, hey, maybe we have to move on. I think this turnaround has shown the sustainability of the culture that he's built and that it probably was more bad injury luck, some dumb turnovers, some, you know, maybe some decisions you want to shift. But I think that it's shown that, hey, he's the winningest coach in franchise history for a reason. They've made the playoffs in, in six out of his seven years. It's five straight here, four straight division championships, four straight double-digit win seasons. You know, there's a lot of teams who would love to have those problems. I know we've raised the bar in Buffalo beyond where it had been historically. A lot of people would like to have those problems. Greg, just to follow up on Patrick's question, if they don't reach a certain point, could he be out? I don't think there's anything on the field that could take place now that he would lose his job. Yeah, obviously hmm. anything can happen off the field in today's uh, day and age. I don't believe there's anything on the field here. Uh, th this weekend being a perfect example, a double digit favorite, a team you absolutely should be. I think most people would pretty universally have Pittsburgh as the 14th team out of all 14 playoff teams. Um, if you lose to them, that's embarrassing. And as rough of an ending as you can have, I, I, I think it may trigger the hot seat next year I do not think he would lose his job over that. Um, short of that, you know, winning a playoff game, maybe winning a couple, having a frustrating loss in the AFC Championship game or the division round, uh, again, it might spur some questions into next year. But I, I think they've now surpassed it, going back, winning the division, putting together five in a row to the end of the year. You know, anything can happen as far as pressure or anxiety for next year. I don't believe there's anything on the field that could take place now that he would lose his job. Greg, you see the clock, two and a half minutes, so take your time with this question. It will be the last one. 
How does this game play out? I can't imagine a bigger miss for the Steelers and TJ Watt. He is that defense that has to give Bills fans some confidence. No, it, it does. It, and, you know, again, we've spent all season being confident, being confident isn't a problem. Uh, we have also, we lost to Mac Jones. Oh, we, we lost to the Broncos. <laughs> we lost to Zach Wilson. Like I, it, it's impossible for me to say that, well, no, of course they're going to win. There's no chance that they could blow this game. Of course there's a chance they could blow this game. We've blown easy winnable games all season long. We've also destroyed the Cowboys and destroyed the Dolphins and beat the Chiefs and, you know, had some, you know, very impressive dominant wins as well. If we knew which Bills team was coming up, we'd, you know, be able to change everything. And I, I say it very comfortably. When the Bills play their A-plus game, they beat everyone. The Bills A-plus game beats everyone. We just don't see it consistently enough. So, Obviously, we've put together five in a row here, six out of seven. They've been in a run where we've been able to see more consistent defense. They found answers over losing some guys like Milano and, and Trey White, and they got Daquan Jones back. They've put together solutions for some of those things. They've found some balance on offense. I don't think this is going to be a runaway freight train win. Of course, they have that in the in the running. I think it's going to be a bit uglier than what most people expect. I think it's going to have, you know, maybe 10, seven at halftime. I, I do probably like the under here. Um, I think we're going to see something like 23 to 10. I think that Buffalo is going to win. I think the cover will come late and will make people anxious. Uh, I don't think that they're going to jump out there and have everything under control. And I don't think 13 to 10 and a field goal as time expires is out of the running. Cause I've just seen it too many times this season. I'll be genuinely surprised if they win 10 points is a lot in this weather will make it harder. That's the perfect guest spot. Great job, Greg cover one Buffalo podcast. Check it out. Josh Applebaum is next. This is sharp money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're doing well as we are just, I guess, 48 hours away from Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Ryan Reynolds is going to join us, 33rd Team Associate Director of Fantasy and Betting. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Reynolds NFL. So here's um, all. Let's ping pong it back and forth with the six games because Ryan, whether hi Ryan and welcome to the show. Whether you have a lean on the side total or you got a prop to throw in there feel free when we'll start obviously in order here cleveland is at houston ryan of course cleveland's lane two and a total of 44 and a half yeah so far uh, i'm leaning towards the texans uh, you know it's a question of better quarterback kind of equal coaching staff my thing is joe flacco has been on a great run for 300 yard passing games can't say enough about him save the cleveland brown season but you know turnovers are very much on the table here i think houston forces a couple wins in a narrow one ryan the second game on saturday between the dolphins and the chiefs chiefs are now up to four and a half total of 43 and a half extremely cold temperatures in kansas city yeah i think that's bad for both passing offenses obviously i i lived in minneapolis for five years uh, they played an outdoor playoff game against the Seahawks. I remember I walked outside that morning, breathed in, texted all my buddies to take the under. You know, 
freezing footballs negatively impact the kicking game big time, negatively impact the passing game. I would have had the line at four, so I don't have a huge lean on the spread, but that's an under pass for me. Yeah, under the total right now. I agree. It's a little elevated. 43 and a half. You can find 44 and a halfs out there. Ryan Reynolds, 33rd team joining us. We're running the wild card board. Pittsburgh's at Buffalo. I'm going to give you the DraftKings number because it's it's surprising to me, Ryan. A Buffalo down from 10 to nine and a half, laying it and 35 and a half on the total. Yeah, if this was a clean game, no weather, I'd, I'd like Buffalo in this spot. But, you know, we're talking about 25 mile an hour plus sustained winds. A few years ago, the Patriots and Bills played a game in Buffalo under similar conditions. And that game, New England only threw three passes. Uh, I think this benefits Pittsburgh, actually. I think they're more likely to run the ball. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to bet Mason Rudolph's under passing attempts. It was 26 and a half an hour ago. I could see it being less. The yardage totals crazy low. It's like 150, but we have the win. If this game's closer, Pittsburgh's going to be able to run the ball more. And the thing that I like the most about it, guys, is that if Mason Rudolph struggles, Kenny Pickett could see some relief duty in this contest. Oof. Sunday, 4.30 Eastern, Dallas hosting the Green Bay Packers. This line has gone from 7.5 now down to 7, total of 50.5. Before you get into the breakdown of the game, are you a little bit surprised by the move considering the success Dallas has at home this year? Um, maybe maybe slightly. I know uh, for me, like I think I have some interest at Green Bay with the hook. I don't really like either side at 7, and, and here's why, guys. The Packers, you know, the, when Dallas has struggled this year, the Cardinals and the Bills, physicality ran the ball down their throat. Green Bay has the raw materials to potentially do that. And if their defense can play, their defense is a lot of talent, volatile unit, but if they can play to their potential, you know, the Cowboys' offense has been very one-dimensional lately. That The Dak Prescott show, CeeDee Lamb show. So I think in a best-case scenario, Green Bay can cover that number. I saw the notes, Ryan Reynolds, 33rd team joining us running the wild card board. I saw the notes and I know you're high on the Rams. Okay, just overall. So my assumption is you like them catching three at Detroit, a total of 51 and a half. Yeah, I liked it a little bit better at three and a half, guys. But, you know, I'll also say this, like everyone seems to like the Rams, which is dampening my enthusiasm some. But, you know, overall, Rams have a better coaching staff, better quarterback. I think the talent disparity between these two, two teams isn't huge. The Rams won the Super Bowl two years ago, so their roster has the pedigree in these spots. The Lions, you know, they don't really make the playoffs very often. So I do still lean towards the Rams side, but, you know, Detroit is the raw materials to win this game by more than three points. Ryan, Philadelphia on the road in Tampa taking on the Buccaneers. Number fluctuating between uh, two and a half and three and a half, sitting at three right now, 43 and a half the total. Uh, Baker Mayfield did not practice today, banged up with ribs and an ankle. Uh, any concerns for you, depending on which side you come out on? Yeah, I mean, there is some concerns there for me because I view this as a sneaky over because, you know, both teams have solid offensive lines that can mitigate the other team's pass rush, and you can light both of them up through the air. That, that's that's the kind of shootout potential I'm looking for. Plus, it's a Florida game, so crazy weather is probably not going to be a factor. That said, if Mayfield doesn't play, I don't see how Tampa Bay really does a whole lot offensively. On the Eagles side, you know, again, volatility. They've been free-falling, lost five of their last six. But they do have the raw materials to, to blow up anyone. You know, they went to the Super Bowl last year. So not really like this is a game where I'll, I'll consider some alt lines, maybe like Jalen Hurts over passing yards once we get closer to kickoff. 
Ryan, you got an article up at the 33rd team about Wild Card Weekend, but also you do have a Super Bowl prediction as far as a matchup. You want to give that one to us? Yeah, I can talk about that. You know, I think from the NFC, I think the 49ers have a pretty clear path. You know, they Brock Purdy's an MVP candidate. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I'm not sure I've ever seen a team with four quality skill players like that. Trent Williams anchored offensive line. Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches. Top five defense, most dynamic pass rush in the league. No one can say all that. Plus, gentlemen, they've gone to the NFC Championship in three of the last four years. So I think they're getting there. And I'm going to lean Buffalo over Baltimore just because one guy's, you know, before Buffalo went on their five-game winning streak, I was a bull on Buffalo. I like to put my money where my mouth is. Baltimore is going to be a very, very tough out, but I'll take the Bills. They've been here. They've been here many times. I think they can clip Baltimore potentially. Ryan, you mentioned you like the Rams as a long shot, so I'm assuming that's probably your favorite underdog play of the wild card weekend. Is there another team people could potentially look to as an upset special on this weekend? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't, I think Miami would be a natural choice, but I don't like the position they're in with their injuries. Um, I do think Tampa has a shot, too, just because Philly's been playing so live. But I'm actually going to say something. I'm going to go with the Texans. I think the Texans have the other, the Texans and the Rams, I think, are the two underdogs that I think have the best shot to win outright. Beautiful. Well done, Ryan. Ryan Reynolds, the 33rd team, Associate Director of Fantasy and Betting. Find Ryan at Ryan Reynolds NFL on Twitter. Enjoy the football this weekend, and good luck, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. You know what we should do, boys? Dustin, remember the article you sent over from DraftKings with a ton of exotic bets for Wild Card Weekend? We can get into those, like the leaders, individual leaders, as far as passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, and more. We can start to talk about that. I, I did want to, before we get to that, I did want just to bring up, and I can't, and I'm all, I want to be where you are on Houston. I think everybody loves the Houston story with CJ Stroud. There's no reason not to, but I, I don't know how you don't take the Browns in this matchup just because I, I think to win this game, the Texans have to drop CJ Stroud back like 40 times. They're not going to be able to run the football against the Browns. And that's a tremendous uh, passing secondary as well. The, What's interesting about Stroud and why I would give the Texans a shot, and of course the number's two and the total's 44 and a half, so the bookmakers are saying the same thing. It's not a coin toss, but you know it's an even matchup. What's fascinating about C.J. Stroud, and Amal, you can speak on it better than anybody as an Ohio State guy, like the one thing that people talked about with Stroud coming out of college was that he didn't do well under pressure. Then in one game in his college career against Georgia – he played well under pressure. And then since he's been in the NFL, which makes no sense to the rational brain, he's been awesome under pressure. Like, I don't know how this has happened because generally the pressure in the NFL is going to be a little bit more extreme and you're going to, but he hasn't folded. So that's why I would give him a shot. I just think the Browns are a more well-rounded team and by far the best unit on the field uh, on Saturday is going to be that Browns defense. But can you speak on that a little bit, how miraculous it is that he had trouble under pressure in college and now it's just that doesn't affect him anymore? Well, I would say this, and it's a great question by you. I don't think he failed under pressure as much as people think he did. When you look at what he did in the Rose Bowl against Utah, he was outstanding with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Against Georgia, he played really one of the great games all time by a quarterback that I've seen against an elite defense in a pressure spot. Against Michigan, the first year in Ann Arbor, he did not play a poor game. It was the defense. It 
was the game in Columbus where he had two interceptions and he also had a missed opportunity to cage over on a fourth down and one early in that game. It was a long throw. I mean, when I say long, I'm sorry, he was long on the throw. I think he's done a great job with the pressure. From my perspective, Patrick, there are two factors for me as to why I like the Texans in this game. The Browns have been very good in terms of giving up points against teams, but particularly at home. They haven't been as good on the road. That's a concern I have. The second thing is when you look at Joe Flacco, and I'm not taking anything away from the 38-year-old and the success he's had, and not just in this season, but in his career. They've beaten Jacksonville, Chicago, Houston, and the Jets during that four-game stretch. I'm not worried about the Bengals game. The Rams game was much closer than the final score. So while we all got excited by what Flacco did, I think even though the Bears have a good defense, the Texans did it it was without C.J. Stroud in that game. The Jets' offense has been anemic. Even though they have a good defense, I still feel like it puts a lot of pressure on that side of the ball for New York. For me, the reservation with Cleveland is – He hasn't done it against quality competition. I think the Texans are better than all those teams I mentioned. That's why I like the Texans in this spot. To add credence to your Browns home away splits, I believe I had this in my notes. The Browns on the road, 8-0 to the over this year. (laughs) What? With that defense, we're back. Sharp money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like... Meh. Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Shark Money Hour 3 Thursday, presented by DraftKings. And speaking of which, on Thursdays in Hour 3 at the top, the U.S. trading team lead joins us, and he is Brennan White. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Brennan, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I've got your notes. We had a town hall meeting today, and I want all of my bosses to know that Brennan White 
gives the best notes of anybody I've ever worked with and 25 years of radio. So there's the props for Brennan. Let's get to it. Let's run the board. We'll start with 141, Cleveland at Houston. You were sitting two and a half with Cleveland yesterday, and you've come down to two. Fair? Yeah, that's right. I appreciate the praise for the notes. Uh, but getting the NFL, we're, we're very excited that the playoffs are finally here. It's sort of the grind of the regular season's over, and we're, we're getting close to the end and sort of able to focus our attention more on, on each individual game. And this game in particular has been fascinating to me. Uh, Cleveland has taken way more money than I ever would have expected, both in this game and in our futures markets. They're sort of the talk of the office every day is how much more money did we take on Cleveland? How much more liability do we have on all their markets? And it's, it's a situation where I I don't think customers are particularly price sensitive here. Um, People love the Browns ever since Flacco sort of joined the team and, and showed out for multiple weeks, throwing for 300 plus guards. We know their defense is really good. This is a spot where I think it's kind of strength versus strength. The Cleveland defense versus the Houston offense. Stroud has changed this franchise and its future for the better. Um, the question's just going to be, is this a spot where he can step up and sort of pull this out of you know a hat and, and give them the win that, that the city and the franchise is, is hoping for? But we're in a spot where we're probably going to stay around two until this game kicks and just sort of hope that Houston finds a way to get it done. Um, no, no CJ Stroud when they played week 16. So we can't really take much historical data from that game. So lots of unknowns here, but, but the public's all over the Browns. Brennan, before we get into the rest of the games, you said something and I wanted to build upon that. You said, can't wait for the playoffs. Give us an idea from a regular season standalone game compared to the postseason, what the handle comparison is like when you've got 16 games on a schedule compared to now having six in each in, an own, in its own window. Yeah, having these games all be standalone is massive. Um, we'll see more turnover on every single one of these games than we did on our sort of highest Sunday night, Monday night regular season games. Fandom just sort of focuses in on NFL at this time of the year, right? College is over. Um, you know, we've got, we've got some NBA, but a lot of sports try to stay away from these windows where the NFL games are taking place because they just dominate viewership. And all of these games are going to be our highest games of the season. And then come next week, those games will be the highest games of the season. So we, we try to, you know, really dig into a lot of the sort of specific areas in all these games where people are looking for an edge, where we might rack up lots of liability. We have to be on top of our game in a lot of, Kind of unique positions because not only are we looking at you know the core markets to spread the total but if cleveland's really popular of course you're going to see people building lots of sgps with flacco lots of you know sgps like miles garrett to get a sack right and so we have to sort of be thinking about that as well as we're kind of managing our liabilities yeah booking is not what it was when amal and i were betting in our 20s like it is such a different game i give you so much credit brennan because the props and the matchups and just the array of exotics now side and total have almost become like an afterthought. And I'll give you a side and total. Maybe you can react to that. Uh, Kansas city lane four and a half. I believe you host, you opened Kansas city lane three hosting Miami. We did. We opened three. We're at four and a half. This is very much uh, a weather line move. I'd say 
Um, this game is going to be extremely cold. Last I looked, the forecast was below zero a kick with negative 20 wind chills. I think a lot of people are going to look at that and go, it's the Dolphins. They play in Miami, right? The Chiefs, Arrowhead, playoffs, home field. Um, however, if you kind of look at how these offenses are built, Miami's run game is the strength of, of their offense. And Kansas City has had periods of time where they've sort of given up large chunks to teams on the ground and then had to find a way back. But as you'd expect, this is a spot where people love the Chiefs. They love Mahomes. They think, you know, regular season's done. It's over. This is, this is where they kind of step it up. This is what really matters. Um, and so we've, we've made that move strictly based on liability coming from public betters. Let's go to a game on Sunday. This is an interesting one with weather playing a potential factor here. Pittsburgh on the road against Buffalo. The Bills laying 10 and a total of 35 and a half here. Brennan. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. Our totals dropped six points since the Open, um, mostly due to those weather concerns. But what's interesting to me is, you know, normally when you see big drops in totals, you'll see the dog get a little bit more favored just because there's kind of less variance in low total games. It's hard for a team to win by 10-plus in a game where there's only 35 points, but we haven't really seen that here. Um, it's interesting because the, the public is kind of very much on the Bills. They've closed the season really strong. Uh, you know, they looked really good against the Dolphins. And, and I think we're, we'd normally be at nine, eight and a half due to the sharp bets on the Steelers with the total dropping. But just because of the liability we've built up on the Bills, we, we haven't moved there yet. Uh, no TJ Watt as well is something that we're kind of struggling to price in in terms of how much that affects their pass rush. Um, but they still have a pretty strong defense. And Allen is prone to turn the ball over. So I think we'll probably be in a spot come kickoff where we, we need the Steelers, and that also happens to be the sharp side. Brennan White, U.S. trading team lead, DraftKings, here on Sharp Money. Uh, the, I was telling the boys, the move that surprised me the most, Brennan, because that Dallas at home narrative has been so prominent this year, the idea that you came from 7.5 down to 7 with Dallas hosting Green Bay, that did surprise me. Yeah, that actually was um, mainly due to some early sharp action. It surprised me as well, and I think we're going to end up maybe going back to 7.5. But this is another great example of the difference between poor markets and, and props, where we, we kind of are fairly balanced at the moment on, on Cowboys versus Packers on the spread, but we are not balanced on props. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's receiving prop has gone up, I think, six yards since it opened. We have a ton of SGP liability on Dallas offensive players to kind of go over their totals, go over their alt totals, score one touchdown, multiple touchdowns. Um, it's a situation where, you know, the Packers have had a pretty poor defense. They've had struggles against some bad offenses this year, and the public is just kind of overwhelmingly on Dallas to score lots of points. I think the question in people's minds is whether or not the Packers can keep up with that. So we'll probably see a lot of square action on either the Dallas side, the Dallas player props, or the over for the game, obviously, this game being indoors with some high-profile offensive players. Brennan, Sunday night game should be terrific. Rams catching three on the road against Detroit. Yeah, this one it should be a really great game. Um, we have lots of Rams liability at the moment. Part of that uh, might just be because Detroit has struggled at times. Um, but, again, this is a situation where these offenses are, are very prolific and very consolidated, right? We've got sort of Tyron Williams, Puka, and Cup on one side. We've got Gibbs, Montgomery, and Amon Ra on the other. And those six guys are going to, uh, you know, account for 
70 to 80% of our prop business on this game. So we're, we're going to be hoping for the under. We're going to be hoping for some player underperformance. But I think this, is, this has a chance to be kind of the most exciting game of the weekend in terms of fans watching it. I'll throw my hands up on Monday night. I haven't a clue. Philly, Tampa Bay, you've got Philly lane three and 44 on the total. Yeah, so we, we opened this minus two and a half. Uh, we've moved to three, but I think we're minus 102. Uh, this is a spot where we really have no idea which Philadelphia team is going to show up. Um, I think last week was a bit of an anomaly. Obviously, Hurts and A.J. Brown got hurt in that game. Cam Jurgens, I think, left the game as well. They're all expected to play. It's just a question of where they can turn it on now that it's the playoffs, and, and we really have no idea, and I think most people have no idea. But the Sharps have a, have a strong opinion here, and that is anytime we go to three, they're taking the bucks. Um, they've kept us from going to three minus 110. They might end up taking us back to two and a half. You know, they, they, these teams played earlier in the season, and the Eagles ran all over the Bucks. but the Bucks defense is healthier now. I think these are two completely different teams at this point in the season. Um, so we'll probably need the Bucks, and the Sharps will be happy if, if that's what ends up happening. Brennan, give the people out there a team that they could potentially look at for a long shot that isn't San Francisco or Baltimore. Sure, yeah. So I think that, you know, this time of the season, the team that has really impressed me recently is the Rams. I think they get a fairly easy matchup in the first round against the Lions, all things considered. I think that as long as, you know, their main offensive pieces can continue to produce and McVay can sort of come up with some strategies to exploit opposing teams' defenses, um, that they really have a chance to compete with a team like San Francisco or Baltimore, you know, once they get to the, the championship game. Well, I hope you said goodbye to your family when you left this morning because you probably won't see them for, like, I don't know, until at least February, right? Oh, then we have March Madness. Then we have March yeah. Madness. You have, you, you're, you're lucky. You, got, you, got, you put a lot of pressure on the home front, huh? I certainly do, but uh, I just planned my, uh, my golf trip to Scotland in April, oh. so got something Ooh. to look forward to. St. Andrews? Yep, it's on the list. Got my tee times already. <laughs> oh, congrats. That's awesome. Have you ever played in Europe before? I've played in Europe before. I've never had the privilege to play St. Andrews, and, and I've, most of my Europe golf has taken place in Ireland, so really looking forward to see what Scotland has to offer. I would say that's the Mecca. My goodness. Good for you. Brennan White, U.S. team lead on the trading floor at DraftKings. Good luck this weekend, kind of. Thank you, Brennan. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Talk next week. <laughs> there you go. I got to throw in the kind of. You, you know I do. Um, that Saint, An even if you're not a golfer, everybody knows Saint Andrews, right? Even if you don't golf, like you know the name. I stopped golfing in '06, and I knew that was the first <laughs> and call. You, and you and you and you brought it up. That's right. Uh, Leger Doucevel next, CBS Sports. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we got Leger coming up. Quickly tell you, $9.99, you can sign up now, become a VEASAN pro, get our daily best bets, access to the betting splits, upcoming big game betting guides, which are awesome. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Give it a try for a month and then stick around as we welcome you back and stick around because Leger Doosable is going to join us now. I'm all shot. Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. Does an awesome job. CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst. 
former NFL defensive lineman, at Leger Doosable. Try to spell it, I dare you, on Twitter. Hi, Leger. The It was crazy. Yesterday, Carroll, then Saban, and then this morning, Belichick. I'd just love to hear your thoughts on kind of an end of an era with the three of them. Man, it's been a crazy, like, 36 hours. Um, these are all legends in their own right, right? And these guys were around. Like, Nick Saban was a college football coach at Alabama when I was in college. And when you look at Pete Carroll, he's with the Seahawks when I was still in the league, and so was Bill Belichick. Matter of fact, I played Bill Belichick the most out of all these guys because I was a Jet for most of my career. So, um, end of an era is what comes to mind. It's bittersweet, too. When you talk about the greatness that each one of these men brought to the game of football that we all love. Um, but the good thing is we get to honor them. And it looks like Bill Belichick wants to continue to coach. We'll see what his future looks like. But it looks like Pete Carroll will be going into the front office and Nick Saber retiring. So it's a, it's the end of an era. Leger, just a quick follow up on that from your perspective as a player. What was it that you liked in a coach? And what do you think these three guys did from afar that really impressed you? So all three different guys, I would say, if you look at Saban and Belichick, probably mirror images of, of, of the three different coaches. I'll start with Saban. The, the, the thing that I really loved about Saban was the consistency he had in college football. Like, for him to not only win six championships at Alabama, let's not forget going back to LSU, had a lot of success there and won a championship there. So the resolve in college football, especially in today's college game, where players, if they don't like the way you breathe, they transfer out, right? He still was able to get his team to the college football playoffs this last year. I think his ability to adapt and relate, even at, I believe, 72, um, was second to none. And then you talk about Bill Belichick. Everybody is synonymous when it comes to him, the Patriot way, right? What does the Patriot way mean? We're not going to beat ourselves, right? Bill Belichick is always going to take away the thing that you want to do Right, the thing that you're really good at, he's going to make you play left-handed. I remember vividly playing against this guy multiple years for a four-year stretch in the AFC East. And whatever we wanted to do, he took that thing away, and you had to beat him another way. So uh, defensive guru, uh, defensive genius, talking to my guy Stephon Gilmore, who I played with in Buffalo. The year we left Buffalo, he went to the Patriots. I went to the 49ers. He was like, dudes. He's like, this dude is all time. The way he's able to scheme up teams and take away what they want to do. And then in the middle of the game, you're going to see something that you hadn't seen on film all year long against a Bill Belichick team. Again, they were the blueprint as far as not beating yourselves, making the other team beat themselves. So to me, we'll go down as the greatest NFL coach in history when you look at the six rings he has and also saving the greatest college football coach. We get to Pete Carroll. I think he was the best at allowing players to be themselves, right? If you look at what Saban and Belichick did, disciplinarian guys, like it's my way or the highway. Well, Pete Carroll lets you be yourself. And I thought that was really refreshing just looking at, you know, when you saw the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch and all those different personalities, he was the perfect coach for that team because he would allow guys to, to, to be themselves, but they always played at a certain level, right? There was a standard when you were on a uh, Pete Carroll team with the Seattle Seahawks. So always respected that about him, that he allowed players to be themselves. And the success that he had, again, another legend in his own right. Tremendous breakdown. Leger Doosable. Okay, I'm going to give you a matchup. You tell me who you like. Cleveland 
They're a two-point favorite at Houston and C.J. Stroud. Who do you got there, Leger? So I've been going back and forth with this one. Uh, I saw that Denzel Ward got banged up at practice, so that is a big potential loss if he's not playing for the Cleveland Browns. Because let's not forget, these two teams played earlier this year in Houston, and Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper cooked them for over, like, 200 yards receiving by himself with two touchdowns. But the caveat in that game is the young gunner, C.J. Stroud. He was not playing in that game. Right now, I'm leaning towards the Buffalo Bills and taking the points with the, uh, not the Bills, but the Browns. If you look at Joe Flacco, man, uh, a caveat, this guy has seven road playoff wins. That's tied all time in NFL history with the GOAT, Tom Brady. So Joe Flacco is streaky good, and he can get on a hot streak. Let's not forget, this dude was on his couch like six weeks ago, and all he did was roll off the couch and throw for 300 yards in every single game. He played the New York Jets. The New York Jets had a 32-game uh, streak of not giving up 300 passing yards to a quarterback. And Joe Flacco damn near did that in the first half versus them. So Joe Flacco is streaky. When you talk about Jim Schwartz and that attacking defense, the top defense in the NFL in regards to yardage given up per game, I think this could be a long game for C.J. Stroud. The number was a lot higher, I think, earlier in the week. I think it was three and a half, four and a half. So it's interesting that that number has come down a little bit. Um, but I still like the Browns. Give me the Browns minus two and a half. Another intriguing game on Sunday night. Lions hosting the Rams. Rams catching three in this game. Which side do you come out on? I mean, this is NFL script writing at its best, right? We get Matthew <laughs> Stafford going back to Detroit. And the funny thing is, he was in Detroit for all those years and never had a home playoff game. He finally gets a playoff game in Detroit. But the thing I want to watch, everybody's talking about Stafford going back. Let's not forget that Jared Goff felt like the redheaded stepchild in this trade, right? McVay and the Rams traded him away because they felt like he couldn't get them over the top. Well, the trade ended up working for the Rams because the next year, Stafford gets them over the top. But I would say that this trade has worked for the Lions, too. And Ben Johnson being with the Lions has really resurrected Jared Goff's career. And if you look at Stafford's numbers compared to Goff's numbers, they're almost identical for the games they've actually played. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Jared Goff responds in this spot at home, right? They're the favorites in this game. Now, this is a Rams team that is really hot coming into this game, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And I love what Sean McVay has done with the development of these young players. When you look at Puka Nakua, if you look at Kobe Turner, who should win Defensive Rookie of the Year, Byron Young, who's had over eight sacks this year, they've done a really good job. But I'm leaning towards the Lions in this spot because if you look at Jared Goff and his playoff experience and Super Bowl experience, the grittiness that this Detroit Lions team can play with, with Ben Johnson, they could throw 40 times a game or they could run it down your throat for 35 times a game. I'm leaning towards the Lions. I think the Lions win this game at home. Leger, it could be, uh, in recent memory, all-time cold in Kansas City on Saturday night. Does that matter? First off, you could tell us from a player perspective what that does to you. And here comes Miami. Chiefs are laying four and a half. When it's that cold, and we're talking about negative wind chill degree, it comes down to a mentality, right? Who's going to be mentally tough enough to withstand the weather and not let it affect them? Whoever does that most likely wins. And if you look at the history of the Miami Dolphins, and more specifically, Tua Tungavaloa, in games in 45-degree weather or lower, he's 0-4, right? We're talking about this about to be in negative-degree wind chill, right? So not only that, that's not the biggest thing that worries me with the Miami Dolphins. It's the injury bug. I mean, they literally have, have had to sign guys off the street 
to play this weekend. When you talk about Bruce Irvin, Justin Houston coming in because they lost Andrew Van Ginkle. They lost Bradley Chubb a few weeks ago. They lost Jalen Phillips on the outside. Jerome Baker, their starting linebacker, got hurt. He won't be playing in this game. So I just think the injury bug will be too much to overcome. The Kansas City Chiefs offense isn't the offense that we're accustomed to seeing. But I really like what they did two weeks ago before they rested everybody last week. Really got the run game going with Isaiah Pacheco. And in a game like this, the team that's usually more physical and can run the football and limit mistakes, they're the team that's going to have the advantage. Give me the Chiefs minus four and a half with Isaiah Pacheco running the football. Dallas at home, lane seven against a young quarterback in Jordan Love who's played great. Got about a minute. Which side do you like in this one? Oh, I go back and forth. If you look at the history, right, the Green Bay Packers have never lost at AT&T Stadium, right? And the last year these two teams played, the Green Bay Packers won at home. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. The number, I believe, was eight and a half earlier this week. It's down to seven. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think it's going to be a shootout. Give me the Packers plus seven. They're one of the hottest teams hey. right now. Jordan Love is probably one of the hottest quarterbacks the last month of the season. I like the Packers with the history on my side of them going into AT&T Stadium and making this a close game. Is Jordan Love playing like a top 14 quarterback? He is right now, for sure, without a doubt. And I think every question has been answered in regards to is he the quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers. Totally agree with you. So does Amal. <laughs> we just work with a donk and Dustin. Anyway, Leger Doosable, you're the best. We love your setup. We love the vibes. And thank you for the take on the coaches as well. CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst at Leger Doosable on Twitter. Enjoy the football, Leger. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Okay. Well, Amal asked Leger. And when we come back, Dustin, standing, he's sitting right now on a prideful chair. That's what he does. But he says he has 14 quarterbacks he'd take over Jordan Love. So when we come back, we'll find out. And I'll restate some of the reasons why Jordan Love is special. I don't think Dustin's watched him play this year. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't think he's actually watched a Packer game this year. We're back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.